You're listening to the Black Sheep Talks podcast. My name is Karina Greco, and I am your host. I am an online coach, writer, storyteller, speaker, and podcast host. My mission is to help others manifest a life of travel, adventure, and financial freedom. I created this podcast as a platform that allows for raw and authentic conversations to be the norm. I will be diving into all sorts of topics, including manifestation, mindset, self-love, healing, personal growth, spirituality, relationships, travel, the super yacht industry, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I am passionate about sharing the life lessons that I've learned and how certain experiences have helped me grow and evolve in this lifetime. My aim is to inspire you to dive deep into your own personal growth and manifest a life you love too. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Hello and welcome back to my podcast, The Black Sheep Talks. Today we are kicking off the yachting series, talking about a really exciting, raunchy, and taboo topic, which is sex, drugs, and seasickness. It's going to be a fun little topic. I don't really have much planned for what I'm going to say, but I thought that this was something that a lot of people want some insight on. I've gotten questions before in the past when I was writing my ebook, um, questions about, you know, what are the rules on drugs and alcohol? And then, of course, like, why not just throw in seasickness in there and sex? Because we all want to know about those topics, don't we? Um, we want to know about the taboo subjects, about like what to do, what not to do on board. So I'm going to just like bring all of these topics into one. And I do actually talk about this in my ebook, The Greenie Guide. I do have a couple of pages in the bonus guide where I dive deep into some of this. So if you guys do want to grab my ebook, it is linked in the show notes. And because you are a regular listener, you get 10% off with the code, The Black Sheep Talks. So I just want to thank you again for being a subscriber, being a listener. You are really helping me, you know, show up for this podcast because energetically I know that you're listening even though I may not know everyone that's listening it just really humbles me to know that you're getting a lot out of this podcast and I've had a lot of messages recently so if you are one of those people that are loving what you hear then please take some time right now to just pause this leave a review on Apple on Spotify it would really go a long way or just screenshot this even to your story or send it to me and tell me what your biggest takeaways were and what episodes you've been enjoying so without further ado let's hop into the topic so let's talk about sex, right? So everyone wants to talk about sex. I mean, who doesn't? We all love sex. Um, we're all human. We're all sexual beings. So there's no shame there. And, you know, there's no, no shame in talking about it on my podcast either. So one thing I do want to say when you do decide to get into the yachting industry, you are going to hear the statement, which is just like, should kind of be almost like the mission statement of yachting or yeah like you know what's that word that I'm looking for like a company's like logo or yeah statement I guess and that is don't screw the crew <laughs> so if you haven't heard that before well you're hearing it now and you know this isn't bad advice 
right? Because when you go on board and you start working with crew and living with crew 24-7, if you decide to, you know, cross boundaries, professional boundaries, and start sleeping with your coworker or worse, your captain, um, you know, things can get a little bit complicated and weird and awkward and you know the whole deal right like we've all had situations where we've probably hooked up with somebody that we had to see the next day at work or at school or wherever at our friend group so imagine now living on a yacht working and living with these people 24 7 and you decide to go out all together and you guys have a few drinks and then things get a little bit messy and you cross some boundaries and then the next morning you have to wake up and you roll out of bed and you go what the fuck have i done just made a fool out of myself i just crossed a boundary and i made out with my chief officer yep i've been there (laughs) so i know what it's like and it's definitely awkward right luckily didn't sleep with him but still even just that made things really weird um you know we brushed it off like nothing happened, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you do have to see these people professionally. And especially when you're like new on board, I always like to give the advice, like just stay professional for as long as you can and don't rush into a relationship, especially on board, right? You have tons of time to live and work with these people. So just don't rush into anything because you're more sl- most likely going to end up losing your job if things get awkward. And especially if this person that you are deciding to, you know, have intimate relations with ends up being your superior well, they can fire you at any time. So that is like the kind of awkward little unspoken rule that people don't really talk about in the industry, but it is a thing, right? And learn from my mistakes. (laughs) Like we've all been there as yachties. We've all made fools of ourselves. We've all, you know, made silly mistakes. At the end of the day, we're all human and, you know, there's no shame. There's no regrets, Um, but I do have a juicy story coming up for you guys in the next few episodes where I did actually end up screwing the crew for, yeah, a, a bit of a season that I was on this boat and Yeah, it's a story that (laughs) I didn't want to admit to anyone at the time, but here I am talking about it now, and not many people know about it, so yeah, you guys are going to know about it now, so stay tuned for that one. I don't want to spill the details just yet, but my word word of advice is don't screw the crew, right? If you are going to meet your dream life partner on board, then you know, take it slow, get to know them. And that's what I believe in now is like, don't rush into a relationship with somebody, right? That just goes for general life advice. So especially don't rush when you're on board living and working with these people, because if something is going to evolve, it will evolve. Just give it time, get to know the person, do your job, be professional, you know, get to know everyone on a friend level, on a human level before you decide to like rip each other's clothes off and, regret it the next morning. So let's talk about the other subject that is in the title of this episode, and that is drugs, right? So everyone always has questions about this, like, 
you know, can I take drugs? Can I do drugs? Or, you know, what if I get on a boat that is a party boat and they do drugs and I don't want to do drugs, right? There's both sides to it. So firstly, let's talk about the fact that if you do use drugs, like say you smoke weed regularly, um, that's probably the biggest one that people are concerned about. Um, You know, I not really a pothead myself. I don't really, I didn't grow up smoking weed. Like most people would think, oh, you're Canadian. Like you probably just like hit bongs all day. I actually like really don't like marijuana that much. I don't have the best relationship with Santa Maria, the plant medicine. Um, So I really didn't grow up smoking weed, but I did start kind of dabbling in it when I lived overseas in New Zealand before I decided to get into the yachting industry, but it was easy for me to just like not have it and stop it. Um, And because I heard about the fact that some boats do drug tests, you know, I completely just like stopped smoking that way. Like I didn't have a trace of it in my system. But to be fair, every single boat that I pretty much worked on within my time in the industry, I never got drug tested except for the very last boat that I was on, which was like a charter boat. And it was more, you know, more strict in a sense that, you know, they said as soon as they gave me the job, they were like, you're going to undergo a drug test. Hopefully that's okay. And I was like, yep, no worries. Um, But funny enough with that story, I actually did start smoking weed again. Um, Not like often, but I did have like an edible the night before while I was in Florida on my last boat. And I remember just freaking out like, oh shit, I'm definitely going to not get this job now if it comes up in the drug test. And I remember I was all fine. I ended up getting the job. But if you are a regular marijuana user, then I advise you to cleanse your body just in case because, you know, if you do apply for boats that are heavy charter, more like a white boat style, they're going to more than likely drug test you. That's just how it goes. Uh, But then there are definitely more laid back programs out there where they won't drug test you. So, you know, it's kind of like a 50-50. If you are somebody that smokes, then maybe don't apply for those boats that are really high standard. Maybe you'll do better on like a sailing boat where they're okay with it. Um, Of course, it's kind of like a hush-hush subject. It's not something that they're like just open about. Oh yeah, you can like smoke weed whenever you want, which, you know, I still truthfully just kind of disagree with. But again, I get it we don't, the reason why they don't want people to use drugs is because you are in charge of a vessel and there is safety involved. So of course, if you have to be on watch, watching the vessel, like, you know, manning the the yacht um, or you're underway, you know, especially if you're a chief officer or captain, like there is a zero alcohol drug policy for obvious reasons. It's like if you're going to drive a car, right? If you're in charge of a million-dollar yacht, multi-million, you know, you can't be under the influence. So I completely understand those reasons. Um, but, you know, I and as well, like if you have guests on board, you don't want crew that are just going to be like drugged up or on alcohol, right? So, yes, totally understand that professional side of things. But at the same time, like on your off time, if like you decide that you want to smoke a little bit of weed or drink alcohol, like why can't you do that? That's just my prerogative. Like for me, truthfully, I don't drink alcohol anymore like you guys have heard in my previous episodes. So I think, right, my opinion is that 
alcohol, and it's probably not even opinion, it's a fact, like scientifically proven that alcohol is literally a poison that you're putting into your body. So that to me is a worse drug than marijuana. And if you agree with me, then like screenshot this episode, send it to me, right? I totally, this is just my prerogative. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm trying to change the yachting industry or change the world and say that, you know, let's ban alcohol and let's just do drugs and smoke weed all day. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say that as a society, we really, really stigmatize you know, plant medicines like marijuana and make them seem like they're this like illicit drug when really it could be such a healing plant medicine if it's not abused. But yet here we are a society abusing alcohol, right? Taking shots, chugging beers, having like 10 drinks in a night, binge drinking, getting completely wasted, making bad decisions, making a fool out of ourselves, you know, and that's not bad. That's not unprofessional. So that's really where like the drugs and alcohol subject comes into play is like, you know, if you are also just like breaking into the industry, I advise you to, you know, not get super drunk and do a bunch of drugs on your first impression out with the crew, because likely like, you know, you're under the influence, you might say or do something stupid. And I have been there, right? I have been there. I've not really been on a boat where we've like openly been doing drugs. Um, It was mostly alcohol and actually really funny. I did join this boat one time and I remember like, you know, I still really love to party and have a good time. And at the time I remember we went out and I was like openly talking about the fact that like, I love going to music festivals and I've done Molly and like, you know, that I wasn't like claiming that I was this druggy, but I was just like, yeah, like that's like one of my favorite things to do is like go to a music festival, have a bit of MDMA, be with a good group of people, dance, and like really like I could do that and just not drink alcohol, right? Because for me, that's like a medicine. I get to just be in the state of bliss and like I don't even need it. But if I was going to take a substance, like I like to, you know, microdose on that a little bit. Um, And truthfully, I don't really like to drink alcohol. And I remember there was this one guy on the boat who literally the next day like messaged me on Facebook and was like, you know, you should really watch what you say because word can go around that you're like a drug addict (laughs) or something like that. I was like, dude, chill the fuck out. I literally just said I went to a festival and I like festivals and you're over here trying to act like you're Jesus and that, you know, you're, you're so like perfect. Meanwhile, I saw you like taking down shots. Like, what does that make you? Like, you're not a martyr, right? Like who's to say alcohol is a substance that's better than that? Like, like I said, I really truly believe alcohol isn't a good substance. It is a poison and it is something that inhibits your, you know, your senses and and just makes you think in different ways, do different, you know, say things that you regret and all of that stuff. So, you know, that's my opinion on it. And again, I'm not trying to persuade you otherwise or tell you what you should believe, but I definitely don't agree with the closed-mindedness that exists in the yachting industry around that. Like, you know, if you want to smoke, if you want to drink, that's your prerogative. If you want to do drugs, that's your prerogative. Of course, like I wouldn't want to be on a boat with crew that are, you know, snorting lines of cocaine all day and 
you know, smoking crack or whatever. Not that I've heard of that happening, but the cocaine side, definitely. Like there's definitely party boats out there. I haven't been on one specifically. Um, one of the first boats I ever joined, there was a chef on board who pretty sure was downing like a bottle or two of red wine every night and snorting like lines of coke because, you know, he would be really uppity, uppity, chatty, chatty, chatty. And all of a sudden, he was just like passed out in the crew mess at 9 p.m. I was like, okay, something's happening here. So, you know, there are those kind of yachts out there as well. And the thing is, it's just like, be mindful of what kind of boat you apply for, right? I've told my clients this. I've said, really set your standards with what you want out of the industry. Do you want to be on a party boat where people are just going out, blowing their money, snorting lines of Coke, doing MDMA all the time and drinking like expensive bottles of champagne, blowing their entire salary on that? Like, Maybe that's fun like once, but like, you know, if you're going to do that all the time, personally, I don't want to be on a boat like that. If you do, great, go have a good time. Like there's boats out there like that. And then there's boats that are definitely more strict. Dry boats, you know, don't necessarily promote for their crew to do to drink alcohol um, and do drug tests, right? So it's funny, the boat that I was like drug tested on, was like a party boat in a way like when the crew would go out they would definitely be getting hammered and drinking um, but yet like ooh, we can't smoke weed <laughs> like for me it's just it's just hilarious to be honest because now i'm out of the yachting industry and i realize like how much freedom i have like i don't smoke weed all the time um, i'm mostly doing plant medicines um, i don't drink alcohol but it's just like really crazy to think that we put these restrictions on humans and yes it's because for obvious reasons like i said of the safety of the vessel and of course because people can abuse these things but like what about people that abuse alcohol why is that not a subject so anyway that's a whole other thing but just a note on you know drugs and alcohol is just be mindful of you know what you decide to put in your body and how you present yourself and what you decide to do and what kind of boat you decide to work on, right? It's really up to you what you manifest in your life. Um, and at the same time, there's good boats out there, there's bad boats out there, there's dry boats out there, there's party boats out there. And I'm not going to tell you which kind of boat to work on. I'm just going to tell you to go with your gut and really find the right boat for you. And only you will know that, right? You might dabble in all sorts of areas and find out that, okay, I did a party boat for a season and now I want to, you know, be on a boat that isn't really doing that. And that's completely fine. That's what I steered towards in the end. Um, you know, on, on one of my last boats, I didn't even drink at all the entire season. I just did my yoga every day, did my meditations, like, you know, all of that stuff. And that's personally like my favorite kind of yacht. And then on my off time, it's like, I'll go do what I want. So the last topic that I want to talk about is seasickness. So a lot of you guys have asked me about seasickness, like what do I do if I get seasick? Um, you know, I, I've like every time I go on a boat, I throw up. Like how the hell could I like be a yacht crew? Like what's going to happen to me? So I'm not really the type of person to get seasick. At least I didn't think I was. Um, anytime I've been like in Asia or somewhere and like on big long boats or boats like going across from different islands and it'd be wavy like I never really got seasick um, except for that one time I was really hungover um, but that's because I was hungover 
So when I got into the yachting industry, I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. It's all good. I remember like not taking any seasickness tablets. And on my very first boat where I did a crossing from um, the south of the Dominican to the north, which took like a day or more. I can't remember. It was like 18 hours or something like that. And we had to go through this spot. I forget the name of it, but it was like right when you like parallel to Puerto Rico and the waves were insane. And I remember we had to do like anchor watch um, or net navigation watch. We're not at anchor. We're obviously underway. Um, and I remember going down to my cabin and this was a small boat, like a 33 meter. So you can imagine like on a small boat, there's not much of a stabilizer. And what a stabilizer is, is it essentially stabilizes the yacht from rocking too much with the waves because if it doesn't have a stabilizer you know you're gonna feel everything um but because this was a small boat it didn't really have the best stabilizer and when it's small you do feel everything anyway and i remember going down to my cabin to have a shower and that was like the worst decision i could have ever made i got so dizzy i remember like holding onto the shower like pretty much like toppling over and then when i came back up to sit in the um um in the what i can't even remember the name of the area right now um where the captain is <laughs> i'm recording this episode like pretty late at night so excuse me for forgetting terminology right now it's been like a while since i've been in the industry but anyway when i was sitting and looking at the horizon i remember just like literally staring straight because I was just like, don't get sick, don't get sick, don't get sick. And I felt so sick. I remember I was just like, you know, drinking ginger tea, having these ginger lollies. And then finally after that, I was like, okay, next time I go underway, I'm definitely taking a seasickness pill and putting on a bracelet because you're really not used to being in such rough seas for so many hours and having to walk around and work. And that happened to me as well, like another time on another boat when we were underway for a few days. And I actually decided to go work out at the gym, which was also really dumb. Um, I ended up like doing burpees and moving around. And after that, I had to literally lay on the floor in my cabin for like two hours because I just felt so ill. Luckily, we weren't working, so it was all good. But yeah, my biggest word of advice is if you are someone that gets seasickness or you think you might or you even if you think you won't like I did, I still advise you to, you know, take some seasickness tablets, wear a bracelet, have some ginger with you and do this like two or three hours before you actually set off and go underway because as soon as you're ready in the waves feeling the motions of the ocean it's already too late, right? It doesn't matter if you take seasickness pills by then, you'll feel sick. And I never threw up or anything, but I definitely just felt dizzy. I felt uncomfortable um, and it just wasn't nice. And I remember on this one boat I was, I for the day I forgot to take those tablets and we had to work while we were underway, which I actually think is like the most dangerous thing ever to have to work outside like rinsing and washing the boat. Like if you fall over like and nobody knows, it's Anyway, I've never really worked on a boat that had that rule. Um, there was another yacht I worked on, and when we were underway, we literally just had the, the couple days off, and it was so beautiful. Um, 
so yeah I was used to that and then when I got onto this boat and they were like you have to work and I was just like oh I'm seasick and I have to work like this sucks <laughs> like it was pretty awful but you get through it you know you just man up and you get through it and it's part of the job and you go outside and you look at the birds and the stars and you're like this isn't too bad um so yeah seasickness does happen so just be prepared for it and yeah, that's really all I wanted to say today, guys. We talked a little bit about sex, a little bit about drugs and alcohol and seasickness. And I hope that I answered some of your questions about that. I hope that made you feel a little bit more at ease. Um, and I will be coming back with more stories, more juicy topics, um, where we will dive into some more detail on all of the things, yachting and all of the stories that I've experienced. And if you guys do have any questions that you would like answered in regards to the yachting industry, feel free to send me a DM. That way I can come up with a podcast episode. All right. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you a part of this journey with me. If you resonated with this episode, then please share this on your Instagram story and tag me at the Black Sheep Travels so that I can say a massive thank you and show you my appreciation. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. Please share this with your friends or anyone you know that would enjoy this podcast. If you're interested in finding out more about me or how we can work together, then please visit my website, www.theblacksheeptravels.com. You can also subscribe to my email list so that you can stay in the loop for podcast drops, blogs, freebies, info about my coaching packages, my ebook, and upcoming courses and books. Thank you so much for listening until the end. I am so grateful to have you here.